Welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a show recorded live from the Upload Virtual Studio. So it's been a little while since I've been in the studio. Uh, constant wonderful improvements occurring. I'm glad everybody is enjoying the show as much as we are producing it. First news point of today is Panasonic's VR glasses adds six degrees of freedom and diopter adjustment. Ian, this is a headset that you have actually had on your head, or at least the three degree of freedom version. Tell yes. us about it. It's night and day compared to what we have today. It's so much slimmer. It's it's an entirely different category of product. I mean, it's it, it definitely earns the, the term glasses for the first time. It's kind of a bummer that we can't, we, we didn't go to CS this year. Obviously, it's a virtual event and we need to actually see VR headsets to really get uh, a full accounting of what they're about. But I want to see what this uh, diopter adjustment really does to prescriptions and, and see if you can really um, adjust it for your eyesight and every person's eyesight. That would be incredible if you could really pull that off. The drawback of, this, of these glasses or this design is that they use a certain type of optics that is very prone to ghosting. So you can see mm -hmm. like an after image of like a white after image of, of the same image kind of like offset a little bit. And then the other thing is lower field of view. So when we originally saw these glasses, when I saw them last year, they kind of told me that they could put in a bigger screen inside of there and kind of expand the field of view a little bit beyond what I saw. But we don't want to go backwards from the current field of view. We want field of view to get wider than it is today. Uh, instead of taking that step backwards. And there's a lot of these designs out there that are taking that step backwards and slimming down the field of view a little bit. Certain types of content would be amazing in that kind of glasses form factor. And it's they've got this twisty dial. I love that I can do this now. That you can twist right at the top of the glasses. And that changes the IPD so that the, the screens are perfectly in, in sync right in front of your eyeballs. It's really cool. You know, I'm curious about as a bespectacled individual myself, I, you know, I like 68% of the world wear glasses. I don't even know if that number is still accurate. I'll have to look and see. But uh, I, I can't wear these with glasses on. I just I can't do it. You'd have to take glasses off to be able to wear these. And, you know, I, I wonder because not everybody's uh, uh, prescription can be found by just twisting a little dial and finding mm -hmm. the right focal point. There's, you know, people have uh, prisms or they have different axes that, you know, it needs to change. I, I, I struggle with that being a foolproof solution for headsets for people who have uh, poor vision. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Ian, you don't wear glasses. Not yet. I, I do have a slight <laughs> prescription that I, that I should be doing. My right eye has, you know, a little bit less vision than my uh, left eye. And I really need to get that checked out and fixed and get that proper prescription. But it's kind of like, it's not so necessary that I have to do it yet. So I'm kind of resisting it. I guess I'm curious, you know, when eye tracking gets here, you know, there might be other solutions to the whole issue of everyone's vision being different. Um, you, but you bring up a great point. I mean, I, I'm really curious to see what sort of the end user experience is for getting these things tuned into your eyesight. And the, the, of course, the big question is what kind of content is going to work best on the, on these glasses? Back when I saw it and it was three doff, you've, you've obviously got to keep your head still and just look up and down and see everything. 
And now that you can move sixed off, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a great game machine. Uh, there's there's only a there's like like a gray area of content that you can get between 360 videos and fully interactive games and i don't know how great that's going to be with these types of glasses i don't know how big that market is yeah that's interesting to think about what is the target audience for this specific set so the, my take last year on these glasses was that they're a, a design in need of a platform so you can't really imagine what these are good for until you get Google, Amazon, somebody to say, you know, we really like these designs. We're going to build the software store and the user experience for it. And until we see that, it's it's really hard to imagine where they're going to go with this product. Hmm. Hmm. Now, in my notes here, uh, it looks like there. Uh, this is using uh, pancake optics. The bottom line is that there's a different set of trade-offs compared to the current generation, which is fairly bulky. It requires a lot of heft and, and some distance between the, the actual lenses and the display itself. And that's what this box on our face is all about these days, is, is this general design that's standard across all headsets. Every, every headset that's a consumer headset today is the standard design that's been around for a decade basically now. And these new pancake optics are trading off a different set of differences, the ghosting and the field of view being the biggest things that need to be overcome with this design. So Mike is, Mike is asking, are there controllers for these? We haven't heard anything about controllers. The one thing we'll say is, let's, let's see if I can get up and actually show this. I'm going to put my cat down here on the ground. All right. So over here is where the camera is. So there's one camera here and there's another camera on the other side pointed out on the latest designs. And so you could probably get some hand tracking in there with those two cameras, but it's not going to be the same as, you know, the four cameras on the Quest. It's, it's not going to be able to, even that input isn't going to be quite matching the hand input that we've got in Quest. Keep in mind that the, uh, the Windows MR headsets have been doing six off with two cameras and the controllers. And there's just two little cameras off to the side. And it's, it's adequate. It's going to take a company of Facebook's magnitude to put good hand tracking into a headset like this. And we've just been commenting like from last week to this week, snapping our fingers is way more responsive. I had my cat in my lap at the beginning of this conversation and I'm like petting the cat and it's really mm -hmm. just... It's it's the Facebook isn't even like necessarily promoting these slight little improvements, but it's pretty clear that they're making leaps and bounds better hand tracking as we go month by month. It's it's incredible how much better it's getting. But it's just unless they partner with somebody who's investing at the magnitude that Facebook is, I can't imagine hand tracking being that great on something like these. Yeah, uh, we don't really know a lot about it just yet other than the fact that they've improved it from three off to six off i feel like the style itself is is very neat very cyberpunk e looking i i don't feel like i could be like whipping around my head like beat saber no, style you kind of get the feeling they'd fly off yeah yeah right right and, and i mean it's not heavy and i know i mean i've been on roller coasters real physical roller coasters with a pair of glasses on and i mean they don't fly off so but there's 
certain you know forces that keep it down and all that. But yeah, hey, there you go. Uh, that's the first time I felt cool wearing a VR VR glasses. Uh, <laughs> as cool as I possibly can, you know. I'm I'm geek central, but I mean that's yes, yeah, cyberpunk. Um, yeah, I see this comment here, uh, Aria. I wanted to get it before it disappears. Even with the index, the field of view still sucks. I never go for even smaller field of view. And I think that's hmm. my impression. Like, there's people out there who have spent the $1,000 for an index to have the maximum possible field of view that they can get out of a consumer-grade headset today. And going backwards from that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's a toughie, isn't it? I mean, see, so every product... Uh, and, and I don't know if it's still true now, but it, it, there was a moment where I was seeing all of the new headsets that were coming out. And I was saying, wow, that one does audio great. That one does resolution great. That one does FOV great. That one looks really cool. And that one feels really cool. But nobody's taken all of those components and kind of mushed them together and made the perfect. Yeah, see, there you go. So, so this is the new design. These are the ones that have, they've got a new thing that's supposed to, like in theory, this thing might attach to your head and not fly off much better. Like this might be gripping your head better than the other design. And then you can see the camera and the bezel here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I used to play soccer when I was a kid and, you know, they didn't have those cool fancy sports glasses like they do for kids now. So I had one of those bands that went in the back of your head to hold your glasses on. I feel like maybe something like that would be, handy for a headset like this <laughs> yeah oh man well cool. i mean I, hey I, uh, I, I, I hope we get them i hope they actually turn into a product i i hope they do too i mean even with even if it has a lower fov there's still other things that this will offer and you know i wonder if there will be pass through uh i wonder if it'll be stereo pass through uh this cord here that comes down obviously connects to a device or a phone or a pc last year we saw it connected to a pc this year they're promoting that it can connect to a phone those are obviously very different platforms at the end of the day like again it goes back to that question of what platform is going to run this hardware you know and uh i think there's more there's more um there's more people probably interested in connecting it to a smartphone than a PC at this point. I, I could be wrong on that. I think that there are some varying opinions on that because yeah. I, if, if I'm going to do a device like the one that I have on right now, I have a Quest 2 on my head. All the guts are in here, so I don't have to worry about it connecting to something else. If I can get uh, uh, a better experience by connecting this device to a PC – I want to do that. But if I'm connecting, sure. like if I could connect a Quest 2 to a phone, I'm not going to gain anything in terms of performance abilities because the phone only has the same oomph that the headset itself does. So I wonder about the whole tethering to a phone scenario. I, I, I just I'm, I'm not sold on it. I'm just not. I don't want. I don't want a wire at all required. Like I mean, it, it's it, it's kind of like I'll add the wire if it's going to improve the experience. But I don't really want a wire as a necessary part of the experience anymore. Like, I, I get it. There's no heavy, bulky nastiness on the front of this. So it looks cool and it's got a different, better form factor. But all you're doing is taking the guts out of the Quest and sticking it in your pocket. 
Now, the other bad part about tethering to your phone is that your phone is now doing all of the work, which means your phone battery life is now going away for the sake of you to be able to do VR. And uh, that's an interesting trade-off, right? No, people don't want to do it. Yeah, that was a huge reason why the first generation of phone VR didn't take off is, wait, you mean I got to spend 80% of my battery life for 20 minutes of VR? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Right. So it just it just becomes a, an interesting challenge. All right. Well, you know, uh, Ian, do you want to move on to the next yeah, piece of news? Get into it. Vive Maker HTC predicts the rise of another category of VR device to compete with the all-in-one this year. The all-in-two. <laughs> Heaney and I were debating this right before I came into the studio today. Yeah. Like, what does HTC mean by this? Do they mean a headset that connects to both a smartphone and a PC? Which over a wire or, or you know wirelessly at somehow in the connection. I mean, HTC has been all over the board. It's hard to believe that a company that's that much smaller than it was back then has you know that much fewer resources to actually research and develop these products could make something better than than the others at this point. You know, it's interesting that HTC could have, and this is my theory all along, was with the Cosmos, is that the Cosmos would become like the Gear VR and be sold as an accessory to an HTC line of phones that very specifically would be, uh, you know, optimized for VR or whatever nonsense. And that didn't happen. And now that I see not just this headset, but other headsets uh, claiming to potentially connect to a phone, my immediate thought is, are you only going to work on Android or will mm. you somehow be able to work on an iPhone? Yeah, not a chance. I mean, Apple Apple's going to have to sign off on whatever product they do. I, I, I often wonder what Apple's long-term strategy is going to be. Remember, they had HTC up on stage at one point to show off this ridiculous situation that I tried to do at my house, right? I had an iMac connected to an external GPU with a 1080 graphics card. I think it was a 1080, might even have been newer, inside this this enclosure. And then that box connected to a headset. And in theory, you could like install Windows on your on your Mac and then mm-hmm. have uh, you know, use the external GPU, but it was just it was a nightmare scenario where like Macs are known for having easy to use software. And then you're, you're doing all this ridiculous stuff and it got canned and killed and uh, people changed companies. I mean, like it just, it never, it never really amounted to much. And that was, you know, Apple's, that was technically Apple's first attempt at VR. I, I would argue um, was this very failed um, attempt. And I don't know that Apple's going to like, do it again. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm very curious to see how when Apple does have an actual stake in this game with their own HMD, whatever form or whatever capabilities it might have. I'm very curious how that will change things, because I do mm. think it will be I hate to use this word, but I think it'll be very disruptive. But I don't know in what way and I don't know what to what extent. We're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. The marketing, all uh, this stuff is, yeah, go ahead. 
anybody who is a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe fan will remember that there was a character called Buzz Off that was a Bumblebee man, and he had these glasses on. I swear to you, every time I see these glasses, I think of that character. Ah. <sighs> I don't know. Do I do I send Heaney out to go find a picture of Buzz Off so that way we can sit <laughs> there in comparison? So, maybe I'll tweet that later. It's it, it just every time I see this headset. Now I, I don't know. I mean, I guess why not? Right? I mean, yeah. Uh, the, the the quest is just flat. People put decals on it, and I've seen all sorts of fun stuff. But I mean, do we want something like this? Is this to make just, it more like? It just, I mean, that's the thing. Who 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 asked for an all in two, right? I mean, who said like when when did who got together a group of people and like you know all in ones? That's that's not the thing. We want we want all in twos. We don't like devices all together. It's yeah, just I, oh. the debate that you were having with Heaney earlier about the uh, all in it, does all in two also include like phone and computer? No, because if it did both, it would be all in three. <laughs> that's the that's the seven minute abs, yeah. The seven minute yeah, abs, there. exactly, exactly. I don't we can connect it to I our mean, fridge. It's... We can connect it to our washing machine. I want to be able to connect my VR to every device in the house. All in twelve. I got it. All in twelve. Yeah, I mean, again, another one of these headsets where until I have it on my head and I've played with it and I've used the controllers and I've had a full experience, all we're doing is, you know, discussing conjecture. Uh, I don't know. Do, do you think if CES had actually happened physically this year that we would have seen these headsets available no. to try? No. No? No. Hmm. Curious. I don't know. I was I thinking be, about I, it the other day. Wrong. I was like, what would... What would CES have brought us had it been a physical? Yeah, I don't know. So in the time kind of Corona, a, I guess. Another good question here. Just asking. I don't understand why the current VR headsets are so big when the Quest Two is smaller and has battery and all the hardware inside. Um, I wouldn't say that that those that comparison's tough. The one big thing that the Quest has is a battery. Um, it, it also has the the processor and heat. Uh, dissipation stuff. So, I mean, mm -hmm. all the headsets still have the same basic optical system. So, it's uh, these magnifying lenses onto to displays that are in front of your eyes. That's the bulk of most of these headsets. That's why they're so large today. But we're going to be moving to micro displays and a different type of lens system that could dramatically erase a lot of that. You could put a lot of the weight on the back or you could put do the all-in-two devices like, you know, the Panasonic design is one approach where you could do the all-in-two devices, yeah. Or all-in-17. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, the price point, too, is something that we need to take into consideration. Uh, any of these devices, if you buy any of these devices, let's say this is, you know, uh, $300, you still need something to run it one of those other devices is going to have to be available as well. And so to kind of bring in some of the articles that have been written recently about the VR industry as a whole is, do I need, is it, is it a $2,000 investment to purchase this versus getting a $300 product that's all in one? You know, is it the more devices, the more expensive it becomes? So the all in 12 is like, you know, $60 million. <laughs> 
I don't know. Those are the things I think about. <laughs> uh, so weird. So weird. All right. Well, let's move on to the uh, next piece of news here. So NVIDIA RTX 30XX series laptops launch soon from starting from $999, $999. Looking to jump into PC VR without a desktop rig? NVIDIA's RTX 30 series launches soon in laptops. I am in the market for a new laptop. Uh, I, I said that after the first of the year, I would purchase a new laptop. I want something small. I want something I can throw in a backpack and take with me if I ever leave the house again. Uh, but the idea of being able to run desktop VR on a laptop with whatever headset I choose is pretty appealing. Now, I do have this big, monstrous uh, I think it's uh, was it? MSI, I think makes it this big, monstrous laptop with a 1070 in it. And it's just bulky i would never yeah. take this with me on an airplane or anything but these guys look a little sleek i mean i might be might be amenable to that of course battery life will be what hour and a half you know that that's kind of one of the a VR headset. i mean that's yeah well connected to a vr headset is entirely different because that's the power draw is going to mm-hmm. be way different and that's one of the i mean it's been a long time since the 2016 generation of, you know, VR machines that started to come out. And we had these laptops that came out back in that area where you, you had USBs on this side, you had, you had USBs yeah. on the left side, USBs on the right side, and then USB slot on the back. And you had to put one sensor in here, one sensor in here, another sensor in here, and then the headset in the back. And it's like six wires just to get your headset into you know get into a rift experience with room scale and it was just absurd and and in addition to that the power could go out quickly the usb could cause problems you could have a disconnect where only two of the usbs are going and it's just yeah it's now we've all got uh inside out headsets are, are pretty much standardized now um except for the the index which is you can debate terms however you want how that whether that's inside out or outside in you don't have to connect those things to the to the laptop. So even the index is pretty much the same system when it comes to how the laptop is is concerned. You could take your laptop to another place with those base stations set up and you could have a an index experience with, with some of these laptops. It's just on laptops, the performance gets uh t- typically iffy. gets yeah, iffy depending on heat concerns. And so I would hate to run Boneworks on one of these laptops and then find out that 10 minutes in, it's just too hot and my performance tanks and suddenly I've got a headache. Like, that's a big if. We don't know. We'd have to test and really see if if these things perform as well as they promise. You know, I I always wonder about uh, when we see the 3000 series or the 30 series, sorry, uh, those cards are about yay big and about that thick and they require huge power supplies to run it and they've got all that shoved into a tiny little laptop that's much smaller than other gaming laptops that i've seen uh without spending like five grand but i'm curious power consumption heat and performance is obviously you can turn down the you know the 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 juice going to the card and get 
you know, inferior performance, but save on battery life. I just wonder about the uh, the measurement of performance on these guys. Mm-hmm. It's just Half a lot of Alex, questions, right? But, How does yeah, it run Half Life, yeah. Alex? Yeah, Half Life oh, Alex good- has become the crisis of VR. <laughs> there's a good. There's a. There was a good question here. What was the question? They were asking about the the glitches that people are noticing with their NVIDIA RTX cards. We haven't heard any updates yet from NVIDIA. We just got into that last week. I actually read an article earlier today saying that there are going to be some driver fixes that are coming out that should fix that. Don't quote me. I don't remember where I read it. <laughs> I read so much stuff every morning, you know, it was just something in my news feed. I read that NVIDIA said they're working on it and they've got a, a new driver coming out. So hopefully that'll fix things. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. to be expected. Interesting it's just, stuff. I don't know what the timeline is. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Two weeks. No, I don't know. Uh, man, I don't know. Ian, I, I have to tell you, the um, my quest two here. Just as kind of a, a, a wrap-up type of scenario, I want to let everybody know that I'm using, uh, because of my glasses need to be able to get into VR, I have purchased the caps, the lens, the prescription lenses for my Quest uh, from VR Lens Lab. And it took a little while to get here, but they showed up, they pop right on, and I'll tell you what, changed my world. I'm, I'm not wearing glasses. They're fantastic. They're built to be expected there it's plastic i mean i i knew what i was purchasing and uh but boy howdy it's changed my life this is great uh, the only awesome. weird thing about it is is that i have to take my glasses off to put the headset on and then i'm like when i take it off i'm like oh that's right i need to go find my glasses so it's it's, it's some adjustment but yeah i just want to let everybody know personal experience lens lab uh, prescription lenses for your vr headset i approve I've got a VR cover coming because my Quest 2 has, I think, made me break out on my forehead. I've got a, I've got a couple of, yeah, I, my skin is not reacting well to the Quest 2, I think. and I'm Yeah, that's going to be my next purchase. Yeah, get, yeah. get some better face coverings. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, uh, what else do we have today? Ian, do you have any extra stuff? Um. I think we covered most of the big things. We've got a lot of great stuff coming to the website. If they've got any great questions, uh, drop them into the comments before we close out today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as always, I want to encourage everyone to go check out uh, our YouTube channel, which has all sorts of fun stuff, uh, including this show and its many variants. And also, if you're not into watching video or you have a commute, although not many people do right now, but if you have... <laughs> a need to just listen to us talk. And I can totally understand that because we are awesome. <laughs> so uh, you can go find us on podcast uh, apps everywhere. You know, go find us out there and just pop it in and listen. Wait, Give us a listen while this, you're cooking this, or whatever. Will, will this work, Kyle? If they've got, hey, Google, play the upload. Oh, wait, uh, hey, Google, play the VR download. I Do you think I just activated people's Google Google out there? I don't think so. Oh, man. I tried. You have to do it really loud. Hey, Google, play the VR download. Okay. Well, we'll see if that worked. If it did, you're welcome. (laughs) If you're mad, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what else to say. All right. So anyway, go to UploadVR.com. 
Read all the news, read all the reviews, read all the interviews and everything that we do. It's amazing. We did, we did activate a couple of Googles out there. Uh, Fantastic. You're welcome. <laughs> Darshan. <laughs> sorry. I am not sorry. I, I am I am happy about that. All right, everyone. Well, <laughs> great show. Ian, we'll, we'll do this again. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you all very much for watching or listening. We'll see you in the future. So long, everyone.